going on, everybody? Welcome back to another exciting Monday and another amazing episode of the Vile Files Ask Nick Edition. I'm your host, Nick, joined by Amanda. How are you? Allie, still locked away. (laughs) She's Rapunzeling it. Yeah. Yeah, Just waiting for a huge Rapunzel girl. Do you actually identify with that as your Disney princess? Maybe, because I feel like Tangled showed a different side of her. She's like a little spunkier than a normal... Is that Rapunzel, normal, like, Tangled? I'm... Yeah. It's like a play with the hair, Tangled. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Well, makes so sense. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Checks out. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm, uh, I'm not caught up on the latest Disney <laughs> animated film features. Just wait till you have kids. You'll be so... When oh, I yeah. was like babysitting... Constantly, I was like on it with children's media. Yeah, no. I, I knew all the hits. Yeah. <laughs> so you would go, your Disney princess is Rapunzel. Probably. I feel like I used to say Belle, but that was only because my sister said Belle, and I don't think I'm a Belle, honestly. Why not? <laughs> I don't identify as one. Like, what are the characteristics of, of your Disney princess that we need details? I, I feel like Belle was so, I mean, she's like a bookworm. She's so kind. She like took the place of her dad. She's very selfless. That is my sister. And I think Tangled is like adventurous, fun, hit someone with a, a frying pan. And that's me. <laughs> Bell kind. <laughs> Allie hits someone with a frying pan. <laughs> Great. Allie spicy, dynamic, <laughs> loose cannon. <laughs> Who, who's your Disney, Disney princess? I think this is like, it feels arrogant to say, to compare myself to her. It's a I, Disney princess. I, right think off very, the bat, like, I think very highly of her, but I feel like Mulan is my favorite. Why is she's that? A fighter. She's a fighter. What do you like about Mulan? I think I like that she's stubborn. I like that. I think the fact that she would do like anything for her dad slash family, very Mm -hmm. relatable, close relationship with her grandma, also me. Um, And just like going undercover, I could, I like going (laughs) undercover. Okay. (laughs) And like fighting, like and like being like, I'm going to take this into my own hands. All right. Do I pick a Disney princess or a prince? I, I think your choice. You can be either. Are there many Disney princes? <laughs> yeah, the first one that every- comes to mind is the Beast. <laughs> you know, like you might think he's like rough around the edges, maybe a little grumpy, you know, salty. But like behind that, like fur and like you know, hostile energy. I'm not even hostile. <laughs> There's like you know someone who's like down to love. Yeah, I feel like you see the beast in a suit and you're like, look at this earnest person trying hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, wait. So I have a question for people because first, context. I, during my year off, I was just in Australia, didn't know anyone. So like my improv team was like my core group of people. Um, I, one of my friends, he, he'll never listen to this. One of my friends, I had like the biggest, biggest crush on him. And it was like nothing was ever going to happen because like he was 23 and I was 18 and like or 19 and then he had a long distance girlfriend which is the more significant thing so it was like it was just like never going to happen although looking back I'm like I would not want my boyfriend to like we just like played pool at bars most nights and then like stood at the he would like walk me to the bus stop and we just like have like deep conversations uh in the streetlights so okay why do you have to mock the fact that you probably had deep conversations because I'm, because I'm like I don't, feel, I don't. It wasn't valiant deep conversations. It was like at the time, at the time in your life, it felt like you were digging below the surface. Sure, and and he was like a truly an amazing friend. You know when someone's like an amazing friend, and then you have like the crush on sure. top of it. 
I mean, one thing, if you were like, we went to the bus stop and honestly, we're having conversations about changing the world, then, then I'd roll my eyes. <laughs> yeah, I was sort of like, I think I'm the voice of my generation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, wow, I've always thought of myself yeah. as Mother Teresa. Yeah. But so that that was that situation. He did break up with his girlfriend like the last week I was there. And it was something was so close to happening, but it never happened. Never happened. So, bada bing, bada boom. Cut to one of our other friends from the improv group gets married uh, a few years ago in Italy. It's this awesome destination wedding. We all fly in to see him and his wife is, him and his wife are amazing. And I was going with my my ex now, boyfriend at the time. And I thought he was going with his girlfriend, but then it turns out he'd broken up with his girlfriend. Before I'd even known that about him breaking up with his girlfriend, I told my ex, like, I felt the need to disclose just because I felt like it was shady to omit. Like, and I ultimately did not. Disclose what? I was just like, hey, just so you know, like, I used to kind of have a crush on my friend Matt. Like, was this person, were you dating the person at the time or not? Like my ex? Yes. You were, he, at the time. So this is my boyfriend. They were your boyfriend. Okay. And I was like, I just felt, it felt shitty to, to not say anything and kind of, like, mm. I, I just, like, wanted to err on the side of, like, being honest. I which hear you. I don't know if that was a good idea because I think it kind of, like, he reacted <laughs> kind of poorly to it. Mm. Um, and then tough. we show up at the wedding. I thought Matt would be there with his girlfriend. He's there single. And I think he was being, like, I would say, like, ever so slightly antagonistic. You know, like, there are some arm touches that were, like, not inappropriate or terrible, but, like, a little bit antagonistic towards my ex at the time. It's a tough one. Like, do you have to disclose former crushes? Because I don't have active feelings for him anymore. Like, it's if we were one. both single, would I be curious? A hundred percent. But am I like, like, I'm not actively. It's I, a tough one. I re, we recently, I had, I, I experienced something this recently. It didn't necessarily, it didn't go bad. I essentially felt compelled to disclose to Natalie because I, I don't want to give too much away, but. A person's name came up that she had crossed paths with indirectly. And like, I'm a big honesty guy and I want like, you know, I just want to just like, I want to disclose things about my past that, you know, seem relevant. Right. So like when you start dating someone, like, it's not like we didn't go through and be like, tell me everyone you dated or everyone you hooked up with. Like, I'm like not, I'm not doing that. Like we don't, I don't know. But it came up where I was like, they brought up this person's name. And so I felt was like, well, do I say, like, I basically wanted to say like, hey, I had a thing with this person. We had a fling. There was a, for a moment in time, we were involved kind of, totally. you know, and then it ended and like, that was years ago. And like, it's nothing. It's not relevant, right? It's now. not relevant. But it's that thing of like. But it was a, it was like, it. You know, because from from her perspective, it was like, well, what are you telling me and why? I mean, like, fuck you, okay? Yeah, <laughs> like, like she sure. didn't get mad, but like, it's and it, it it's. I think it's unclear of whether it's necessary or relevant. Because I think the fear is that you. So, like, let's say you're like, okay, it's not relevant. I no longer have feelings for this person, and like, they come up in conversation a few times, and then at some point, it does become relevant. Of like. And then you don't want it to be like, wait, you never told me that about them. Exactly. Because like, at the time, this person was like someone like she knew I knew of, but she just kind of brought them up in conversation. And I felt like 
when she talked about them, I was like not sharing something because I, I know that I knew that person very well at a period, period of time. Like, I don't know anything about them now kind of thing. It's been years. Like, I don't know if there's a right or wrong. I, I definitely don't think there's a clear answer. I think it's case by case. I guess my answer is like, I'm a, just a huge advocate of like open honesty and trust and be able to like work through these things. And I think this is one of those cases like with, I don't regret telling Natalie, like it didn't cause a conflict. It caused an awkward conversation of like, why are you telling me this? And, and so, so she was trying to probably determine like, why, like literally, why are you telling me this? Is this relevant? Do I need, like, why did you feel the need? And I had to like, say, well, I just wasn't sure if I should. So I did. And I went with like, I chose just more transparency and honesty. And I didn't in the past because it like literally wasn't relevant. It never came up. Now it came up. Right. Yeah. The ex handled it poorly, but there's also a reason why he's your ex. Totally. And I think, especially if you want this person to stay with you or you're going to like hang out with him, I think it's, this is an opportunity, I think, to become closer to your current boyfriend or further apart or not further apart, closer or realize that there's a discrepancy in expectations and communication. Maybe start with asking him like, just a general topic, like, how much do you like want to know about my past? Like, are you interested in like if I ever had a crush on someone that interacts with my life? I mean, it's a bit leading and he's going to ask, but like, I'm just curious, like, how much do you, tr how much do we trust one another? I mean, at some point you're going to have to have this conversation with your boyfriend because like, there's the, there's like, don't fuck anyone. Like that's obvious, yeah. you know, <laughs> No shit. <laughs> but there are definitely like small, like subtleties of, of like how we interact with uh, friends of the opposite sex and what we do with these friends that it's a spectrum of like, what is acceptable and what's not like there's no hard and fast rule like some people are okay with things and some people aren't and like i think the difference is just communicating and expectations and i think this is one of those gray areas where not knowing the answer i think to me says some conversation is probably necessary because you have always prided yourself on being friends with the opposite sex of people you used to be friends with and you value those relationships and then you have you don't have an answer about what your expectations of your current boyfriend are when, when it relates to any type of guy from your past and i think getting clarity would be you know helpful for you so if you want to have just incremental progress you know we always say shavings make a pile on the show well noom is helping people maintain the healthy habits they desire to have in their life. So whatever your, your wellness goals are, and maybe it happens to be losing weight, maybe you want to gain some muscle mass, you know, maybe you just want to feel better, maybe you want to have a little bit more energy. Well, Noom is helping people do that with their psychological approach that is based on scientific principles like cognitive behavioral therapy, which helps people better understand the relationship with food and build sustainable habits that last a lifetime. Noom understands that building long-term positive habits can be hard and filled with ups and downs. That's why Noom believes it's about progress, not perfection, because everybody's journey looks different. Noom is grounded in science. It's at the heart of everything they do. And they've published more than 30 peer-reviewed scientific articles that inform users, practitioners, scientists, and the public. 
about their methods, how their methods work, and how effective they are. I love it because it just helps me maintain my wellness and fitness. It allows me to still enjoy the diet that I have. That's what I love about it. Five, 10, 15 minutes a day go a long way to helping you get to the goals that you want to have when it comes to your wellness. Noom doesn't believe in restricting what you can or can't eat. Instead, Noom gives you the knowledge and wisdom you need to make informed choices that help you get closer to reaching your goals. Start building better habits today. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That's N-O-O-M.com slash V-I-A-L-L to sign up for your trial today. I'm uh, going to Europe this summer, and I'm going to use Babbel to uh, brush up on my Francais. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson. So you can start having real conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. They have 14 different languages to choose from, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. You can use it right from your phone. They have uh, live classes with real instructors. It's not language that's used through AI. They have real lessons planned, created by over 150 language experts. Their teaching methods have been scientifically proven to be effective. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. So you know you're saying it the right way. And that's what I love about Babbel. It's like they have real, like literally you can go on there and be like, I'm traveling. So think like phrases like how to check into your hotel room, you know, common phrases you traveling, you know, maybe you're interacting with more people who say speak Spanish in your community and you want to, you know, speak uh, their language. There's very practical uses that Babbel uh, has. So right now, save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That is Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash V-I-A-L-L for up to 60% off your subscription. That's basically free. That's a lot of savings. Babbel, language for life. I think the best way, if you're, if this is all about you wanting to like potentially meet up with them or catch up, if it makes sense, right? Totally. And you feel a slight hint of guilt knowing that you used to have a crush on them. Yes. So I think you just go to your current boyfriend and say, hey, like, I want to have a conversation with you. This is overall about like expectations around like our friendships with other genders. Like, here's a, st- a situation. There's this person I'm casually friends with. We check in sometimes. And in full transparency, because I want to just be completely honest with you, like way back when I used to have a crush on him. I don't anymore. But like if he came in town, like I, I we want, like every couple months we catch up. How do you feel about that? Is that something you're comfortable with or not? Like make him feel empowered to tell you how he feels and you have to be okay with whatever answer. Now you can say, if he's like, I'm not really comfortable with it, you can ask why. Yeah. And then say like, is that because... I told you I have a crush on him or, or is there a trust thing? But like, keep those lines of communication open. It's like with a bi woman, you can't, you can't get defensive about friends because it's like, then I'll have no one. No, I know. I mean, that's a great question. I don't know. Like, do you have more grace for your boyfriend if he gets a little insecure about a man from your past than a woman? Or do you expect him to have the same level of insecurity because you're bisexual and you've dated most, both men and women? Like, how do you feel about that? I mean, I honestly wouldn't know how to. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like I would kind of consider it like like a microaggression or like just below that. But in a very I would understand why with societal conditioning it would happen. So I think because I think that's been something with guys I've seen been seeing like in the past about 
Like there was one guy where there was a conversation about I, we were exclusive, except I was also allowed to hook up with women. And this was like very on early on into like coming out. And so I I was sort of like, this is awesome. I get to do what I want. Sure. But like all my queer friends were like, that's really delegitimizing. <laughs> like, that, like, yeah. We got a good episode, folks. Yeah, a good episode. A <laughs> uh, couple housekeeping notes. Uh, this week, great week. Uh, tomorrow on Freestyle, we have uh, Achinga Gutu, wonderful, funny, hilarious comedian, uh, talented. You might know her from you know, she's Ellen. Been, Ellen, she's been doing a lot of press lately. She's been on the Today Show. Uh, we can't wait to talk to her. Also, I believe, Big Bachelor fan. Uh, and on Wednesday, going deeper, drum roll, uh, Adrena Patridge from The Hills. Big interview. Big. Big. Big, big, big. big. All you Hills fans. Some tea. All you hillies. Hillbillies. Uh, hillies. <laughs> the, hill, the hillies. So tune in. And next week, by the way, holiday weekend, we're doing the same thing we did for the Memorial Day weekend. Uh, we're going to push everything a day. Ask Nick on Tuesday, Freestyle Wednesday, and going deeper on Thursday. Uh, we'll be doing Bachelor Men bios uh, definitely that week during the holidays. And we might do uh, a few of them with Aching Agutu. She's a bachelor fan in freestyle. And there's so many bios. We might, we might, might need to break it up. We might break it up. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, office hours. Right now. Right now, if you're listening to this and you have a text you need help drafting, I guess for anything. But we like the shooting your shots. We like or like honestly, you need an online, you need like an opener on hinge. Maybe you need like a, a dating app uh review. Oh, yeah. Of your bio. Yeah. Yeah, we're here to help. Uh sending those questions at asknickacastme.com, cast with gay. And uh, let's get to our college. Question time with Nick. Let's ask Nick your sexy questions. How's it going? Hey there, how's it going? Good. My name is Bree. I'm 35. All right. Hi, Bree. And then who else do we have? Uh, you have Bobby, and I'm 38. Bobby and Bree, 35, 38. All right. How can I help? A little bit about Bobby and I. We've been friends for a long time, probably almost 15 years now, but we were also married at one point in time and okay. recently divorced. Um, recently separated divorced. back. Yeah, we were separated back in 2020. And so we've been apart for a couple of years, but recently divorced, but we have maintained our friendship throughout that time. I mean, it wasn't always easy, but we've gotten to a good point where we are still good friends. So we're both in this point where we're re-entering the dating world. <laughs> and um, Bobby and I were having a conversation the other week about uh, somebody that he is seeing right now. And he was just having some questions about this, I guess you would call it a situationship. And so I actually suggested that I've been listening to Ask Nick for a long time. I'm like, hey, I think that Nick could give you some good advice. I'm not so the reason you agreed. guys got divorced, am I? No, <laughs> no, <Good>. definitely not. <laughs> Good. May I ask why? Like, this is obviously a very unique situation. Um, we talk a lot about like people's abilities to maintain friendships with with exes, and while there's exceptions to every rule, it's not usually recommended. You guys clearly seem to be the exception. I'm just curious, just for my own entertainment, like why this real quick we don't need to get into it but like why did you guys get divorced and why are you a why was the desire there to remain friends so high and why do you guys think you've been able to do that so it's interesting because i know we were great friends and we kind of followed the tradition of 
we're friends. So what's the next step? Go on to the next step. We did the marriage thing. And then we followed that, that tradition of like the next, the next, the next. And I think our friendship has always been there. And as things kind of changed in the relationship, the friendship never changed. And a lot of people seem super confused as to why, like, you have this great friendship, even though after everything you went through, and it's because the friendship, for me at least, has always been there. Yeah, I would agree with that. That was kind of at the forefront. And I think even through the, you know, the hardest times of us separating and walking through our divorce, like, weirdly enough, we were still able to, like, stand by each other as friends and support each other through it. So and then, like, I'm super is there grateful. Like a, is there, like, a two-sentence, like, summary of, like, why you guys decided that a marriage between the two of you wasn't the best fit? I mean, I just think we realized we were better as friends. Okay. I think in our marriage, I don't I don't want to necessarily use the word like toxic for each other, but like as like a married couple and like in a partnership like that, we didn't necessarily mesh, but as friends we did. The expectations so. of a marriage didn't fit, but the expectations of a friendship did, sounds like. Yeah, Correct. I think so. Right, cool. Interesting. Perfect. Thanks for sharing. Uh, all right. <laughs> yeah. So, Bobby, you're in a situation ship and, and Bree, you are committed to getting him laid. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> for sure. Or in love. <laughs> um, all right. Well, it sounds like we need to hear from you, Bobby. Tell me a little bit about this situation that you find yourself in. Sure. So I've been uh, kind of going through the dating scene for the last couple uh, months and doing the online stuff back and forth, uh, meeting a few people here and there and met someone and started talking to him for a little bit. And we just kind of never really meshed right away. And so we stepped apart and got reconnected. And my biggest disconnect I've always had is like, I'm a two Enneagram and she's an eight and eights are super business related. And twos are just like no care in the world. How do you know what her Enneagram is? Like, so we have talked about it. Um, I asked her about it and she, uh, we took the test. We did everything with it. Um, are you like super into def- it or is it like something that like you're on a date and it like popped up and you both like decided to take the test together as like a fun thing? No, I, I actually really enjoyed doing the Enneagram, uh, love languages, okay. um, you know, personality tests, all those different kinds of tests there. And, uh, she happened to take it as well. And okay. I just, I come to the conclusion that it's like business and business all the time versus my laid back personality doesn't seem to mesh as well, but something just keeps drawing me to this person. And I don't know if it's opposites of track, uh, but I find myself in kind of frustrating situations where like, I just want to be able to have conversations and let loose, but I put a wall up and I think that allows her then to just put the same wall up and we're just going back and forth article. That's right. You know them. You love them. The company that combines the curation of a boutique furniture store with the comfort and simplicity of online shopping. And right now, Article has launched their new line of outdoors products for summer 2022. Think oversized statement loungers, streamlined dining pieces, and easy-to-style sofas for all your backyard needs. With 42 new pieces plus a selection of bestsellers from past seasons, Article has what you need to outfit the deck of your dreams this summer. They also have incredible sofas. They have it all. Everything looks great. A modern aesthetic of mid-century Scandinavian, industrial, and bohemian designs. 
Plus, like they said, they make the shopping experiencing easy. It's very affordable to cut out the middleman. And if you don't like something, they make exchanging it and returning it super easy. Free shipping on orders in the U.S. and Canada on things that are over, on purchases over $999. All in-stock items are delivered in two weeks or less. Gotta love that. Article is offering our listeners $50 off their first purchase of $100 or more to claim. Visit article.com slash V-I-A-L-L. And the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash V-I-A-L-L to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. How long have you been dating in general? I guess maybe a year. Okay. I've been on like 10 to 15 so, dates or right. so. So you've so. been dating. All right. And is, is this the first person you've showed like an interest in pursuing more with on any level? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is the first person that I've actually felt like a connection with and wanted to actually talk to them more than just, you know, the the basic online datings. And what's the connection that you feel like describe it? It's just that I feel like there's a comfort level there. It's not just this like fling. There's not just this normal uh, you know, high of the dating. I feel like when we do get together, it's it's just fun. It's comfortable. It's normal, but we can't ever seem to have a conversation on a phone or via text message or any other kind of connection that way. But when we get together, it seems to be okay. How often do you get together? Uh, once or twice a week, maybe, okay. but it's never anything more than two to three hours a dinner, um, kind of a, a short stint. And you, and you want more, but she doesn't seem to be interested in wanting more communication in between them when you guys see each other. Correct. But the first time we got together, it seemed the flip flop. And I think when I said, Hey, you know, maybe this is moving a little too quick. It seems to have now flip flop. Yeah. And that's what it seemed like. We were talking about all kinds of different things that I wasn't ready and prepared for marriage, babies, you know, everything that comes along. How old is she? Uh, she's 39. Okay. So Uh, we're, we're both at the age. She hasn't been married before. She doesn't have kids. So it's definitely a time frame thing. Have either of you tried to like define anything in terms of, hey, we're going to like not see other people, not hook up with other people, anything around like expectations and parameters? I I did. I tried to say, you know, what's the definition of what we are? What would you consider this? Are we going? And she said, you can define it however you want and <laughs> left it at that. And that just, for me, again, made it super confusing as to like, where are you at in this situation? Then knowing- Well, then how did you want to define it though? Uh, just kind of keeping it that we would see each other. We wouldn't see other people. Did you say that to her? I I did. I explained that to her and she just was, uh, agreeable and said, okay, but never put any sort of input behind that. Okay. That's not necessarily a bad thing. How long have you been dating for like a couple months, a couple months? Yeah, correct. So it's been a, a couple months now, three, three, three months or so, um, total that we've been really just talking a lot more and staying more active. So to summarize, that. you've been dating this person for a few months. You're having a nice time with her. You guys got some different Enneagrams. So like you're, you're concerned about some compatibility issues, but who knows? You've only been dating for a few months, but you have a desire to learn more about her. You, you're interested in getting to this person more. But when it comes to like how much you hang out, you would like to have both of you invest more time in getting to know each other while you're not physically in each other's presence, whether that's via text sure. or FaceTime dates or a phone call, uh, et cetera, sure. et cetera. 
you want to speed this up, so to speak. Uh, not necessarily speed it up, but as a two, I thrive with like people around me. So I wanted to introduce her to all my friends and, and she's like, I'm not ready for that. And then okay. she's not ready for me to meet any of her friends or family. So it has to be always the one-on-one situation too. And as a two, I want that entertainment. All right. Sorry. So you, you want to enter, you, you've, you've tried to assimilate her into your life and vice versa. And she's pushed back Correct. on that. And did you, and other than saying she's not ready yet, have you asked, you know, like why that is or for any additional information other than she's just not ready yet? No, I haven't. I haven't really, I didn't want to push any sort of boundaries there and make her feel uncomfortable. So I just kind of went with the flow and said, you know, Hey, Bree, what's the deal here? Maybe you can give me some insight as to how to help me. And that's why she pushed me in your direction. Gotcha. Well, I mean, listen, I, I think it's still early. And and we were recently actually talking about this on a different episode. Uh, it, it, it's, you know, ironic. You're the guy in the situation. But like a lot of times people who call in happen to be women. And uh, there's a frustration when they're like, he's a bad texter. And I've we've learned that a lot of times in early dating situations, one person like has this expectation of like, well, I'm really excited about this person. So I want to get to know them more. And because text and technology has become what it is, we just assume, given this like incredible access we have to everyone now, right, via text, to like at any moment we can just text them and they can be at work. And, you know, it's not, you know, like 20 years ago, the idea of just like calling someone at th- at work would be like insane because it'd be like, I'm at work and you can't just like stop what you're doing, you know, regardless of what you or your job is. But now we can send anyone a text at any time in any given moment. And there's an expectation that, they're going to respond, especially if we like this person, if we're excited about this person and we, we hear all these things, well, if they're excited about us, they'll respond right away. And then we get in our heads about like, well, they didn't respond right away, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I'm just here to say it's okay early on for someone in a relationship to say, I'm better in person. I prefer getting to know someone in a face-to-face situation. Like, I mean, we can text, but like, I don't want to be on the clock. I don't want to you know, I'm busy during the day, work is a priority. Uh, also like, unless we have like, unless you're playing a, like a specific game, like, hey, let's play this or that, you know, like a fun little silly game, there's an objective. Like, do you like pancakes or waffles? And then it's like a fun, silly way to get to know some of these little things about someone you're dating. But like having like ongoing conversations for some people is just a little stressful, you know? And I think nowadays we are assuming that everyone should want and can text as much as someone else in an early dating situation where two people should be excited. And I think it's okay for her not to necessarily want to do that. And I think it's okay for you not to like think that necessarily means that she isn't excited or interested in you as well. It just might be a different communication style sure. that you two have. It just made things super confusing for me because for the first you know couple dates, I felt like it was the complete opposite. I was the one stepping back saying, whoa, pump the brakes. Yeah, And but then I th- now that I stepped away, it's flip-flop the opposite way. And I'm wondering if that's I wouldn't what- read too much into that because it's like you said, it was the first couple dates. So much can change. Or, you know, maybe she was getting ahead of herself in the first couple dates. Maybe she got really excited in the first couple dates. And then you rightfully said, hey, I'm just, just going a little fast for me. And then maybe that was like, she was like, oh yeah. You're right. That's 
that I am getting ahead of myself. Maybe she has a habit of doing that in past relationships. Maybe she's been called out by other partners for doing that. And maybe she's a little guarded and defensive. And now she's like, I mean, we really don't know. We could sit here and guess a million options because it's so early on. So if I were you, I would just try to stop guessing about how she is feeling or thinking. And as someone who's super into personality tests and enneagrams, like, I just want to like, that's fun and exciting, but like, that tells me that, you know, you, you, you like to think about things and then you're interested and you try to figure people out and you try to figure yourself out. But with that, you're going to make a lot of assumptions uh, yep. and, and you're going to get yourself in trouble and, and just enjoy getting to know someone. You know, like no personality test is going to really tell you who someone is. They're going to tell you who they are through their actions and their words. Slow it down in general for yourself and then enjoy getting to know this person who you still have a lot to learn about, regardless of how many personality tests you have her take. I totally understand that. I know that when I started doing a personality test, you answer 50 questions and then you're like, wow, it knows me. It must know everybody. And you get totally into it and then you realize like uh, maybe it's not figuring every personal detail out so i it totally makes sense what you're saying i and i think i think this is like universal but i think a pit pet peeve for everyone is other people telling them who they are so be careful as someone who likes these things to like and you probably aren't even meaning to do it but like if you're you have all this knowledge and you're when we learn things we like to share things Sure. And your ex-wife's laughing. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee it. Yep. Wait, am I reading yeah. him like a book? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. It's, it, listen, it's, it's not him. It's everyone. It's not. It's like we all do this. So yeah, just enjoy getting to know, to know her. Tell her how you feel. I tell my callers when they're in this situation, don't ask what you they want. Just communicate what you want. So if you're like, hey, I want to respect that you're not ready. Well, and like, listen, asking why is not being pushy. Uh, we have to like stop that. You know, you learning more about someone and asking them why they feel a certain way is not you being pushy. That's you trying to get clarification so that you can empathize with this person a little bit more, right? Yeah. If, if you were to ask why, hey, and like, you don't, you don't like, oh, why is that? You know, people will sometimes ask why, being like, oh, that's weird. Why? Don't say that. Because then you're making them defensive. Right. Be like, oh, okay, no problem. I don't want to rush things. I is there like, is there a reason why? Is there something I could do? Like, do it in a like a soothing kind of empathetic way that makes them not feel judged for trying to like set a boundary. Because that's what she's trying to do. Right. She's saying, I I'm not ready yet. But you, yes. there's so many reasons why she might not be ready. You have a right to know. So like, nicely, this being curious. And all while not making her feel judged for it is a totally fair question. And it is no way pushy. And if you do it empathetically and nice, and she makes you feel like you're like you did something wrong for asking, that should tell you something about her, which is like, maybe she's not close to opening up. Maybe, sure. maybe that defensiveness, there's something to peel back there that like, maybe who knows, like that would be something you gotcha. could learn, but like asking questions is not being pushy. And I think we need to stop sure. thinking that. And if, if you asking questions pushes them away, then, then it pushes them away. That tells you something about them. They're just maybe not ready to be in a relationship. Right. And if you are, if you want more from this person and she doesn't, that speaks to your lack of compatibility. 
Maybe she's yeah. just more in a, like kind of a fuck boy. Like what's her situation? Is she, was she out of a relationship? Has she been single for a while? What's going on with her? Yeah, she has been single for a while. She also came from a relationship where, um, her ex, you know, ended up going back to somebody and getting them pregnant. And then it was a big hubbub about yeah. he's this and that. Okay. So definitely that, that would justify wanting to take things slow, you know? Right. And it's a, it's a weird thing, especially to get really excited in the first couple of dates and have the other person say, I want to slow things down. If I, it's, it, it'd be easy. I would understand why she got a little, uh, defensive, not defensive, like you did something bad, but like probably she got a little, uh, well, yeah, defensive and a little insecure about this because she probably kind of felt called out, you know? So I don't, I think you're probably overthinking the situation a little bit. It sounds like I think he, I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, join the club. Uh, I've I've been there. Uh, I do it all the time. But if you like her, enjoy getting to know her and just learn okay. more. Opposites can attract. Do you guys like the Enneagram? Do you do you balance each other out? Like at the end of the day, like you want to be compatible, but you can have different interests. It's just a matter of how many interests you have allows you guys to feel like you're not like negotiating all the time. Right. Right. And I think right now with the walls being up uh for both of us you know i want to be more loose and just kind of be go with the flow and then she wants to be more business and you know stay in that structure and i've noticed glimpses here and there and that's what i've been kind of hoping to see more of and that i guess will come with time as we get more comfortable when you say you is this like a new season in your life this go with the flow because like i'll be honest it doesn't he's always he is always go with the flow but you then then go with the flow man like they and I, that's what I, cause I'm got a little confused cause I don't really know you. You're, you're just like, your biggest frustration is this woman you're dating has quite almost literally said, I, I want to go with the flow. Sure. Call us what you want. I'm going with the flow. Oh go, yeah. Brie has her hand up. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> so I will say he definitely has a more laid back personality, Okay, but when he doesn't know like exactly what's going on i don't want to say like doesn't have control uh, that's what I, was, I, I was thinking the word control i don't mean he, like controlling like your control yeah, not like yeah. exactly i don't want to make it like a controlling but when when anything feels a little bit out of control or he can't like pinpoint something it definitely he's like nodding over here i can i know it, it is yep, you, know, nailed it. you like to know so, where you stand so that yeah. you can go with the flow it's like i want to know where i stand so then i can chill the fuck out but if I don't know where I stand, I'm going to be a little neurotic and a little insecure about everything. <laughs> You've been married and divorced. You and uh, like, look at your ex-wife now. Look, think of, go back and think about what you knew about her in the first month of knowing her, and what you know about her now. Yeah, right. I'm sure a lot has changed. She's probably even involved in a change as a person. You've learned along the way. So right. my point of saying that is, I'm I'm, I'm excited that you have a connection with this person. But you, it's funny, you're like, it's, you know, it's, it's really, I mean to say this in an endearing way. And I'm like, when I was, I, I haven't been in a relationship for that long and I'm your age, right? Whether you're, you, you're like in your late thirties or a 21 year old woman that we have the same fears and insecurities and that, and we do some of the same silly things, which is the first person you like in a year, you have a connection and now you're just like, I like her. And I need him. And now I need to figure out how to make it work. And I need to edit myself. The tr like you don't know her, you know. Yeah. You like what you know so far, 
you're learning about her. You've learned about some things that you like, and you've learned about some things that you've realized that might be a, an issue with compatibility. So just enjoy continuing to get to know her and stop trying to figure out if she's the per, your person after every interaction. Maybe okay. just tell yourself, you know what? I'm just going to enjoy this for now. And I'm going to check in with myself a month from now. And then I'm going to ask myself how I feel about her a month from now. And if I feel like I want to take a next step and I want to add additional expectations to this relationship, I'm not going to ask her. I'm going to tell her what I want and I'm going to see what she says. And depending on what she says back, I'm going to ask why. And then I'm going to decide for myself if that's something I'm willing to accept or I realize that maybe we're just not compatible and I need to move on. But like, we don't know if she's your person. We just know she's the first person in a year you felt a connection with. And there's a huge difference between those two people. But we, we always decide, it's like, oh fuck, first connection in a while, gotta make it work. Like, we don't know if we have to make it work. We just have to get to know her a little bit more. So enjoy the journey, man, you know? I appreciate it. And one more question for you guys. What is your plan? for either of you when you guys get into a serious relationship and you're like, Oh, by the way, best friends with my ex, uh, we've <laughs> talked about you. It's and then like, it seems like you guys have a really healthy, unique relationship and you seem to be truly yeah. the exception to the rule, but heads up, it will be something you're going to have to address because we were going to ask you about that. Uh, cause I remember when he was telling me about this girl that he's seeing, um, he, kind of mentioned, you know, her past relationship and what happened with the guy going back to an ex and getting her pregnant. And I said, I'm like, well, I don't want, you know, her, that could trigger her yeah. if we're, we're still friends. And like, the last thing I want is for that to come in between something new that could be good for you. Yeah. But the whole friendship part, I mean, you know, our yeah. friendship is important to us. And uh, like he said, it confuses all the people. Well, here, here's, here's my, here's my non-expert advice. One, like you guys are friends now. And I think you guys need to be open to that, this relationship evolving. And that, and that also might mean distancing each yourselves from each other. Right. Because like you're, you're no longer married. You guys are ex husband and wife, and it's easier to maintain this friendship now because both of you are essentially single. But like, it just might be too, like, as you get to meet someone else, and this might seem weird to you guys now, because like right now you're still a big part of each other's lives, but you guys are going to eventually grow apart and that's okay. So that's one, just be open to that. Like it's, it's fine. You know, like just be like, we appreciate what we have right now and let's just be open to it too. When you do start dating someone, don't make the mistake of saying it's not weird. It's, this is weird. It's, it's unique. It's weird. And what you don't want to do is like go to the someone you're dating and be like, no, 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 it's so normal. It's so not weird. No, it's fucking weird. Because if you were yeah. to tell it it's not weird, <laughs> then that's like a red flag to them and be like, well, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean it's not weird? So name what it is. It's a unique thing. I know it's weird. I know it's unique. But like, hey, I'm grateful that I can be friends with my ex. And then like in any situation, whether you want, if you're in a, a serious relationship with someone uh, of the opposite sex, and you have a past, it's just really important for the, the other person to want to be friends with that person. So like, first you have to say it, acknowledge it. Hey, just, you know, this is this weird thing. I have this friendship and, and make it, make them feel like they're the priority. 
hey, I like you, you're the priority. They're my friend, but I'm focused on this and I want you to know you're the priority. If you are ever interested, I'd love for you to meet them because they are a friend and I know it's weird, but like just give it a shot. And again, like at your pace, I don't wanna force it on you. And they might say, I mean, I'm open to it, but like I'm not super interested in being besties with your ex-wife or husband and that's gotta be okay for you. And, and that's what I mean, be open to like seeing where this relationship goes. Be grateful that what you have right now to support each other, but just be open to, it might be not be a long-term thing. If it was, maybe you'd still be married. Yeah, we definitely, I think uh, you would agree with this, Bobby, that like we've pulled, not that we've, I, we don't talk as much as we used to now that we're both back in the sure. dating world. Like, you know, we're friendly, but it's not like we're like calling each yeah, other yeah. and texting each other every single day. It's like, but we were talking about Your that. support so like, system yeah, you guys have had. Yeah, for sure. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, not that I expect to be a bridesmaid in your next wedding or anything, but <laughs> who knows? There's anything can happen, <laughs> but just as long as we are recognizing that you, it's unique and that yeah. we're not asking these other people that we don't net to pretend that it's normal because that, I think that's the biggest thing because people like, they that's get defensive. Like, no, no, it's, it's like, it's totally normal. And like, no, it's no, <laughs> nothing about this is normal. It mm -hmm. might be fine. It might work, but it's not normal. That's true. And that's also okay. Very true. All right. Well, thanks Good a lot. Advice. This, thank this, this you. was fun. You know, yeah, uh, thank you. I'm, I'm congratulations to you guys maintaining a friendship. It's, it's pretty cool. Thank you. All right. Take <laughs> care, guys. Appreciate your help, right, Nick. Bye -bye. Thanks. Yeah. How's it going? Hi. What's your My name? My name's Claire. Hi, Claire. What, how old are you? I'm 25. How can I help? I've been seeing this guy on and off for two and a half years. We met um, when we were working together at our last job. And I would call this relationship definitely a situationship for sure, but it started off as kind of us just like hooking up in the beginning. Two and a half years is a long time. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's a long time to be doing this. Yes. I could tell when I first met him that he was a very closed off person. Um, when I met him, um, this guy would kind of barely let me in his room. You know, he always wanted to hook up in my room. Like he didn't want me in his space. Um, when you say a really room, what you, like his place? What you, like you, yeah, like he wouldn't let me over to his apartment. You're not like, like roommates. He, oh, <laughs> no, 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 not roommates. <laughs> like, but we did live, we did live close to each other. Okay, like yeah. across the street. So, gotcha. okay. um, I, okay. but yeah, go. no, he was not my roommate. <laughs> he wouldn't really share anything personal about himself. Like anytime I asked him a question about him, he would respond like with a question. But for some reason, I had a big crush on this guy and I still wanted to see him. And I liked that. I think I liked that he was kind of mysterious. Yeah. Um, Your curiosity so probably kept you invested. Yeah. I think it definitely did. Yes. Slowly, uh, seven or eight months of this going on, he starts to open up a bit more. And then we start to do things more in like the daytime. So like date-like activities, not just hanging out at night. And this goes on for a little, like about a year. And, you know, I really like this guy where, you know, it seems to be doing dating things and it seems more of like a situationship. While I was away one weekend, a year after seeing this guy, a bunch of our coworkers, because I do work with him at the time, had a party. Um, and he tells me when I come back that at the party, he slept with my housemate, who was also our co other coworker. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. Um, so... He apologizes and says how much it was a mistake and that he was blackout drunk and he doesn't remember anything. And I was incredibly uncomfortable because I had to work with both of them. And this situation really kind of broke my heart because I really liked this guy. Uh -huh. 
it is kind of a gray area if it was cheating or not, because we weren't technically exclusive, but we hadn't not, seen anybody else. It's not cheating. Yeah, it's not. It's yeah. not cheating. It's not yeah. a gray area. Okay. okay. Not cheating, but it still hurt. Yeah, for sucked. sure. Yeah. <laughs> it hurt no, I, for no, sure. I get yeah. it. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, if you don't set expectations and boundaries and it's not, they're not cheating, but he, mm-hmm. you do have a right when, to be hurt for sure. Yeah. When he approached the situation with me, though, he said I cheated on you. So I was just a little confused by that. But did you ask? Um, yeah, I would be confused too. What did you mm-hmm. follow up? I said, I said, I mean, this really hurts me. The part that hurt me the most was that it was someone that I was going to see every day, and that you know that we both know. Um, that's yeah. the part that hurt me the most. That's um, an ego. Not, that's the ego part. But yeah, I mean, I get it. it sucks, but that realistically yeah. is more of an inconvenience, right? That was a year in and then. Yeah. So after that situation, he apologizes and he says how much of a mistake it was. And he starts doing all these nice gestures months after. So like he's leaving notes and flowers. He told me. And what are you um, saying in this period? Like, what did you say after he did this? Um, I said, I just need space. I can't do this. I just said, this is, this is done. I said, I. You, I, you tried is... to end the situation, Chip. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And because I didn't trust him and I was just really hurt by the situation. In a month in, though, I really decided just to forgive and forget the situation because I just didn't want to give it more power than it already had in my life. So I was trying to okay. move on. But he was had all these gestures and he was suddenly continuing to be this guy that I kind of hoped he would be. So mm-hmm. it was hard to say no to all these gestures and him really trying to be with me. And uh, a couple months after this, um, I told him that I would forgive him and I was ready to give him another try if he was my official boyfriend. Um, And then he all of a sudden backed up and got scared and said he couldn't do it. But then he came back a couple days later saying, actually, never mind. I'm ready to be your boyfriend and that he loved me. Okay. But to me, this all just felt too late and just too confusing. So I said, no, I can't do this. So. <laughs> so a lot of lot, a lot of back a lot and forth. going on here. Yeah. Um, I know. The the year ends and I decide to leave the job. Um I moved to a city about 90 minutes away for a new job that's kind of has a less less toxic work environment. I mean, if um, how 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 much of this situation was the reason you moved? Just be honest. You're it's only me. <laughs> um I'd say 90%. Okay. So a bigger okay. <laughs> um I did have a hard time making this decision, but it honestly, me moving was honestly the best decision I made, have made. So I'm very happy with it in the end. So over the summer, I do see him because we have mutual friends. And this is like months after I've left and I've moved and we casually, not my best move, but start seeing each other again. But even more. Casually started seeing each other again. Okay. Yes. So we started hooking up again. Gotcha. But this then, it felt like the situationship was even more than the last time. Like his family had me over for dinner. We would go on these big dates. And why, the only, why, yeah. why did you guys not, why was it a casual situationship versus being exclusive? Well, I, I asked him and he said he was reluctant to be boyfriend so, and girlfriend because of, you know, so much has happened in the past and also because it felt like long distance. Well, either, and either, either, okay. I mean, it is a version yeah. of long distance for sure. 
Yes, but that was his reason for not wanting to be my official boyfriend, even though we were doing all these boyfriend girlfriend things. Gotcha. Boyfriend um, girlfriend things don't matter, but if they're not a boyfriend or girlfriend, yeah, they're just yeah. things people are doing. So it got to a point where I was just kind of accepting the situation. I was like, you know what? I'm going to make the most of this, and I just was like, okay, we're having fun. I'll just, I'll just go with it. But throughout the situationship. I continued to tell him what I wanted and what I needed to see if I can, you know, I, I really wanted words of affirmation, good communication. And because we did, you know, have a friendship within this, I did recommend he try therapy. This, uh, this relationship got to a point where I felt like I was his girlfriend, but he wouldn't call me that. And when I told him this term situationship that I had learned, I actually learned about it in the last year. He said he loved the term situationship. <laughs> I bet he did. And that, uh, uh, I feel like that's a big red flag right there. Um, I, but I think it's more speaks to some naivete and yeah, it's a red flag in the sense that what it tells you is that he likes this thing you have. He likes yeah. having you at his convenience. That was him yes. out loud saying, I, this, I prefer this over having to only be with you. Yes. So yeah, I got Yeah. Red flag. There you go. Yes. So about a month ago, I finally get up the courage to again say, we should talk about this. I want to be your girlfriend. Um, and he said, I have to think about it. And this kind of set something off in my brain because I was like, you've known me for two and a half years. We've been doing this dance, you know, and if you still think uh, you still need to think about me being your girlfriend this is, this is, this is not okay. Uh, I told him like three days after that conversation that I ended it. So this is about a month ago. I ended this. I said, I couldn't see him anymore. I can't tr keep treating someone like a boyfriend if they aren't. Okay. And he replied with that. He had this whole plan in his head that he, we were headed in the right direction in his eyes. And that since he might be moving to the same city I'm in next year, but he didn't communicate any of that dialogue he was having in his head to me. Um, so that's the lack of communication, gotcha. um, that I would have loved to know, but we're moving in like snail steps here. You know, it's not, it's just been, I've been so patient, more patient than I should have been with him. And I told him that I deserve someone who can communicate well, who's affirming, holds his promises and wants to be my boyfriend. So, so where are we at now? What's your question? <laughs> So since then, um, he's been stepping up even more. He's um, he's trying to be more affirming. He's currently in therapy. He's trying to be more affectionate and open up. And I guess my question comes in here. How I feel is that I'm just frustrated because he only steps up when something goes wrong. In all honesty, I don't want to take him back. And I really know I shouldn't. But I've been tempted if I'm admitting wait, it, that wait, why, to you. What do you mean you don't want to take him back? Because I just want to move forward. I just, I'm tired of, you know, I feel like I know relationships can be tricky and so hard. Move I mean, if that's what you want, then that's what you should do. But I don't believe that's what you want. I believe yes, that's what you I, think you should do. I believe that's what you think I'm going to tell you to do, but I don't mm -hmm. believe that's what <laughs> you want. Interestingly yeah. enough, I'm not like you, you, you talked about how patient you've been with him. In your story, there are two specific times where you really went for it and said, no, I don't want to do this anymore. I want you to commit. And after you put out what you wanted, <laughs> you weren't patient at all. 
You're mm-hmm. like you were patient, 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 putting up with a bunch of things that you didn't really want. And then good for you for standing your ground, but then you decided like overnight you're going to like radically change the expectations. And, and it shouldn't be radical, but like listen, after two and a half years, after like this situationship, which you both participated in, and through your actions both agreed to, you at a couple different times said, nope, en- enough, I'm done. And, 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 then, and then immediately went from incredibly patient and overpatient to like not patient at all. You're like, I want an answer now. Well, I mean, he had to adjust to like changing everything about what he knew about this relationship or expectations of him. And it's only human for him to have to like consider how much it is worth to him. You know, it's okay for people to be like, all right, well, I should really put some thought into it. Quite frankly, you should want him to think about this thing. You don't want him to cavalierly. I mean, I get it, but you're you're kind of both talking out of both sides of your mouth. On one aspect, you're like, you you want him to know after this long whether he wants to be with you or not, right? But you also don't want him to be reactionary. So, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, which one yeah. is it? In a perfect world, you would have said on both these times, hey, I, I can't do this anymore. I like you. You know I like you. I've, I've been hurt by you, whatever. We have a past, but I want more from you, and this is what I want. Can you give this to me? And I want you to think about it and take some time. Take a week. A week's enough of time. I don't know, maybe two, but yeah, sure. Give it some thought because what I'm asking you is a big thing. And when I, and when you and if you do say yes, I don't want you to panic and freak out in a month. I want you to really think about what that means because when it what it means is I want to be each other's priority. I want us to be willing to drive 90 miles to see each other. I want to see you on a consistent basis. I don't want either of us to be on dating apps or sleep with other people. I'm asking a lot of you. And in a relationship, I want us to ask a lot of each other. So before you say yes, I want you to really think about it. But you wanted him to like just know, even though did, everything yeah. you guys were doing up to this point was a completely different situation. Yeah. No, that makes sense. You have to decide for yourself what yeah. you want. There's no wrong yeah. answer. Do you want to fuck around with this guy? Do you want to be in a casual situation with this guy? Do you want him to be one of many people? Do you want to be in a monogamous with, with this guy? There's no wrong answer. Do whatever the mm-hmm. fuck you want. I understand family and friends and parents and society might ask and check in and some of them might like think mm-hmm. it's weird, but who gives a shit? Yeah. But I'm not convinced yeah. you know for sure what you want, right? Mm-hmm. I think, it, I'm not sure if you're letting society get in your head or you're getting in your head or how yeah. much your ego is playing a role. I'm just here to tell uh-huh. you, it's okay. Whatever you want yeah. is fine. But once mm-hmm. you decide what you want, you need to hold yourself accountable to stop accepting less than what you want with whoever that is. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when you put yourself out there with someone, yes, it's okay to give them some time to think about it. Don't let your ego mm-hmm. take over and make them like realize that they need to know that you're in a moment's notice special enough to make you a priority when you haven't asked for that for a year or two and a half years, wherever it is. Yeah. I think I've just been frustrated and overwhelmed with just like the ups and downs of it, that a part of me really does want to move forward. 
And I really don't want to go back to him in any shape or form, whether it's, you know, hooking up or, you know, or a situationship or even as a boyfriend at this point, it's just, I, I just, I don't, I guess my overall question is, um, what your advice would be on letting go to someone when who's finally in front of me doing all the things that I've wanted them to do maybe the past couple of years. I mean, if that's what you really want, then you need to just communicate that with him and he'll probably feel hurt and let on. And that just is what it is, but you need to then have the willpower to stop and you have to not give in to boredom or weakness three or four months from now, if you start missing him again, or you go on a couple bad dates and you start yeah. comparing him to other bad dates that make you go, oh, you know, maybe, maybe I should give him another shot. Because like, if you decide not to date him, then you're deciding not to date him regardless of who else is out there in the world. Yeah. You know, it's, you're just deciding not to date him. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. you have to, do that and then move on. But so many people will say, well, I don't want to date you because I think there might be something better. And they go look for something better, don't find it and come back. Mm -hmm. And then that person's a backup. So decide now whether he is or isn't someone, you know, by now, I mean, like, if it's, I, I think you should really think about it. I feel like you're really torn between what you think you should do and what you want. Yeah. I'm not convinced you even know right now. I think you're judging yourself a lot and you're letting other people judge you and, and help yeah. making you judge yourself who gives huh. a shit, right? Like yeah. you, you have played a role in this very, in this two and a half years from what you're telling me you have, yeah. you could have, he could have been your boyfriend a year ago and that's fine that you said no, but like you could have, and maybe you would have broke up a month later. He would have freaked out. I don't, we don't know. But he, he said he wanted to, and then you said no, and then you shut it down, then you got back into it. And then, you know, it would make sense why he was like, well, I don't know, like, you kind of shut me down. For, you, you guys have been very confusing to each other. You've, you, mm -hmm. you know, he apologized for cheating on you when he didn't cheat on you. You had expectations with each other without defining expectations. So really, I think you should really think about what you want first and take some time to think about it. It's already, you've already taken two and a half years. A couple more weeks won't hurt you. And, and mm -hmm. think about what you really want. Not think about what will people say. Just what mm -hmm. you want. And whatever mm -hmm. that is is okay. And then once you decide, yeah. if it's him, then just go for it. Set your ego aside. Say that you want this. Give him one more shot. See, and, like, and then give him some time to think about it. Be easy in each other. And then you can't like let go of the past, try to start fresh. And like, because this will be the first time you've ever been in a committed relationship with him mm -hmm. and, and do that. And if you don't want to date him, then you have to have a tough conversation and then you have to cut him out of your life forever. And okay. if you have a friend group, then you're going to have to like take some time away from the, Like you're going to have to distance yourself and you're going to have to do the things that give you the strength and mm -hmm. not go back to this pattern. Cause it is, it's mm -hmm. a fairly toxic pattern in the sense that you guys are just wasting each other's time yeah. and, and you guys aren't helping each other grow. You're just kind of helping each other stay stagnant emotionally. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank right. you. Take care. How's it going? Good. I'm Sam. I'm 27 in Los Angeles. Hi, Sam. 
hi, I need some help writing a text message to my mother. Your mom? What's, what's going on with mom? My mom and I have kind of always had like a hot and cold kind of relationship. And right now we're kind of working through a kind of difficult situation. We had a period of two months where we weren't talking to each other, which was unusual for us. And now like things are better on talking terms, but I have to figure out how I'm going to tell her about my arm tattoos that I know she's going to hate and be really disappointed about. Okay. So I don't really know how to start this conversation with her. Where does Um, mom live? My mom lives in New York. So way on the other side of the country. Gotcha. Pretty far away. Because my first thought was like, maybe we don't text this, but mom's in New York. There's a lot of like history here. So like, I think that's kind of important context to the story of like why I'm struggling to start this conversation and kind of tell her this. So the hot and cold relationship has kind of been an issue since I was in high school of, we just kind of butt heads. I've always kind of been struggling with the tension of like being kind of the black sheep of my family and not kind of following the path that my parents kind of saw me going on. And while like, I would like to think I have like a close relationship with my whole family. The truth is, is that it's strained because I have like, want to live my own life, do what I want to do. But um, I'm from like kind of a culture and a family where there's a lot of expectations and you're expected to kind of follow a certain path of go to college, get a really good job maybe go to law school or go to graduate school and then get married, have kids settle down. Um, And within that kind of structure, my parents kind of have a very like specific way they see that working. And when I kind of got out of college, my relationship with my mom got a little bit better because I was far away. I was in another state and we could kind of keep a lot of our conversations just like on the phone And it was kind of one of those things where it's like, I just didn't tell my mom about the things that I knew she wouldn't like. And we kept it at that. So that was kind of how we kept the peace was like, I just wouldn't talk to her about things that I knew would cause her to be upset or cause her to feel like she needed to kind of course correct my decision making in my life. And that's where a lot of the tension in our relationship has kind of started. Do you feel she doesn't approve things? No, at this point. I'm I'm curious. When was the last time you remember telling her something that you knew she wouldn't like and you and she didn't like? How long ago was that? Probably like a couple of weeks ago. Oh, okay. I mentioned that um it also is probably important information that she doesn't like my partner that I live with. She doesn't like my boyfriend. Okay. And we're that's kind of the reason we didn't talk to each other for two months earlier this year was like What does she like about him? A, that he's not a doctor or a lawyer or a millionaire. Okay. Has she said that or is that your, your, you, you feel confident in how you, that's the accurate. Yeah, that's, that's the, that's the truth is okay. that, um, there's really nothing wrong with him as a person. She thinks that he's like fine. Okay. And in, for my family, like fine is not good. Fine is like you settled. If, if what you're describing is true, that means your parents have a very rigid and, and short minded point of view on their expectations on on what their kids should do or life or people and you have chosen you're 27 years old you've you've clearly decided a different path for yourself and while I know it can be hard I think your best again this is 
much easier said than done. So I recognize that. But I think you're better off just being exactly who you are to your parents and just forcing them to accept it and and ignoring the noise because we've said this on other episodes like parents can be bullies with their kids and any bully <laughs> when you know that you can get when you know you can bully someone and they respond out of fear of what you might say bullies tend to bully more and you have to stand up for bullies and when a bully when you realize that when a bully realizes they they no longer they've lost that power or influence they often stop or they get afraid for themselves so like your mom's kind of bullying you into like having the life that she thinks she should have or or whatever it is and you don't want that you're a 27 year old woman so i think the best way to do it is to like kind of have no fear again i know it's easier <laughs> said than done because I think she smells this fear. She knows she still like, can get to you. And because she knows she can get to you, she still tries to get to you. In the most respectful way, say to your mom, and maybe you already have, like, mom, I love you with all my heart and having a relationship with you is really important to me, but I need you to respect the person that I want to be. And if you can't, then, like, then we're not ever gonna have the relationship I hope to have with you, but that's gonna require you just accepting the person that I am and who I want to be and who I want to be with and trust that I know how to make decisions for myself. You've been great parents. You've given me great skills and how to make choices for myself. Now let me be that person. And I'm not always gonna do what you want and often I'm going to disappoint you, but this is my life and I just need you to accept that. Yeah, that's what I think like I need to say. Yeah, if you um, haven't said that, I've, you definitely need to say that. I've said it like not quite as directly as that, but that was kind of the precipice of like why we stopped talking to each other was like, um, you'll find this funny, but like she likes to do this thing and she knows it upsets me that like we'll be having a conversation about something and like out of nowhere, she'll just be like, you know, like you should dump like boyfriend. She's like, you should just dump him. Like just go to law school, just like dump him. Yeah. And like, that's where really where we've had a lot of problems in our relationship is like, she feels the need to just kind of like say these things. She doesn't feel the need. Or she like, says it because she knows that she gets a reaction out of you. She knows that it affects you. She knows it has an impact. And until you let her know that it doesn't, she'll keep doing it. That's a good point. <laughs> that's what I should I, do. I, again, um, I know it's much harder. And I know like with parents and their relationships, it can require years of therapy. And, and, and parents are wonderful and great. And they give us our literal lives but sometimes they, in adulthood, can overstep their boundaries. All parents have, even the best ones. But in this situation, you you have to stand up for your mom. And I really think, yeah, you got to have that no fear. I know it's fear. a problem. And you have yeah. to. And I think if you haven't said that, I think you really need to say that and be, make it very yeah. clear. And you do it in a loving, nice way. And and you just say, this is who I am. This is who I'm going to be. I'm not ever asking your, for your permission. I'm not asking you for your approval. I'm just asking for your love. Yeah. It's, it's tricky. Um, because like you want, you want your parents' love to be like unconditional. Um, yeah, and it feels like silly that I should have to ask. You know what thing. I mean? It feels like silly to ask. Your parents' love is unconditional. But this is something getting a dog taught me. Is that your parents don't unconditionally like you. They unconditionally love you. They, they love you even if they think you're an asshole or if they think you're rude or they're just like you're a, or they're, they're embarrassed <laughs> about you or they're just like, oh, my fucking kid, you know, but I love you. 
that's unconditional love. Is this like the fact that like I have siblings that like we don't get along sometimes, we we're, we different ideologies, but like I love you, and I will do anything for you when you really need me. But like, do I like you? I don't know. My dog fucking loves everything I do. It doesn't matter. <laughs> unconditional like and unconditional like is different than unconditional love. And you don't need your parents to unconditionally like you. They do unconditionally love point. you. Yeah. I mean, I already took like a really big step this year. So I feel like this is the next like big step I have to take. Um, so the other reason my mom kind of hates me right now is like I moved out to Los Angeles and like that's something she never wanted me to do. Um, well, good for you. And yeah, well, it's been a long time coming. I wanted to move out to LA when I was like 17 and they were like, no, no, far away, bad. Like, no, bad, scary. People are crazy and wild out in California. Um, <laughs> all they'll, that good they'll, stuff. Um, they'll learn. But clearly, I mean, I can see it in your face. Like your mom has a great influence on your life. <laughs> And she knows oh, it. Yeah. And it oh, like yeah. it, it it it's at your core. And I mean, oh, I have totally. a lot of friends. And then you know, and, and and part of that might speak to like how much you love your family. You know, like that's a probably a big. It's probably in a lot of ways a good thing. It's just like it's been abused a little bit by your mom. Uh, yeah. And, and 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 she like knows that. I'm going to like choose my boyfriend's side. Like it's kind of another issue. Like she knows I'm like firmly in the camp of like on the side of my partner. Well, you and, need like, to like, that see, seems that's like a problem. I think you need to like basically coach your mom up on the relationship you want to have with her. It's not about sides. Like she's your mom. You're never like, there's no side. I mean, it would be ridiculous for your mom to be like, not talk to you about it. Like, this is who I love and who I want to be with. So I'm going to be with this person. You don't have to agree with it. But it's not a sigh. You're still my mom. I'm, I'm still have a relationship with you. You're my mom. Of course, I'm gonna have a relationship <laughs> with you. I do expect you to be respectful to my boyfriend if I ever bring him around and not be rude. That's an expectation I have of you, you know. And you need to stand up and set boundaries with your parents and and your friends and your siblings and all, all those people. And and until you do, unfortunately, your mom is gonna keep doing these things because she knows she can get away with it. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, that's why it's been going on. For this long that's why i'm 27 and i'm still dealing with yeah. like a mom that i can't talk on the phone to without her just kind of like like needling pointing poking like uh, all the and things. when she does i think you just kind of as much as you can calmly say mom i'm i'm not i'm not going to have this conversation like please don't again i would shower her with as many i love you as you can and just keep telling her how much you love her but also saying no at the same time no you can't talk to me this way no if this is what you want to talk about like i'm gonna i'm gonna go We'll talk later about something else, but like, <laughs> I mean, you, you kind of almost have to like treat her like the child or the bully that she's being in a respectful way, you know, like be the second grade teacher who's trying to like teach the second grader how not to bully and just have like incredible patience with your mom. Cause she's your mom, but always set the boundary. It's tough. Yeah. But it's tough to come at it from like a loving way. Cause like, the hard part is like when I've tried to do this before with my mom of like having to kind of tell her like hard stuff. Like I remember like when I called her and told her I was like moving out to California and my boyfriend was going to go with me. Like I was like physically scared to tell her because I knew what was going to happen is that she was going to be really upset and like disappointed and like make it about her. Sure. But what, and, what like, happened? How could you do this to me? But what happened? Uh, well, I moved and she reminded me every day up until I moved that 
I don't want you to do this. Okay, this but is like, a bad but, choice. But 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 you still moved. The world didn't end. You're here talking to us. You have a job you like, a boyfriend you love, and yeah, mom's throwing a temper tantrum. But you're used to that. And True. and and you you not you just have to make the choice to not engage in it. You have to learn how to tell your yeah. mom no. Mom, sorry. Okay, I'm not gonna let you talk to me this way. No. No, yeah. hang up the phone. I'm, we're going to end this conversation. She'll learn. You're going to make her learn. You yeah. haven't made her learn yet. <clears throat> yeah, I most, have to be strong. Yeah, like, most parents are just like, you know what? And, we, and just so you know, when you're when you're not talking to your mom, you're not teaching her anything because all what, all what she's saying is she's just giving you the space she thinks you need. But like, she, you're not winning anything by having distance. Like you need to like, I think you should, when, when your mom wants distance, you keep reaching out and keep telling her you love her and you keep, you keep trying to have a relationship you want and then still say no to the boundaries that she is not respecting. It's like a weird combination, but I think you just hit her with a bunch of love and a bunch and like, you don't let her have that distance because you don't want that distance with her. Start taking control of this relationship. You're being, you're, you're being responsive and reactive which I get, it's your mom. Like there's a whole mm -hmm. history here. Again, much easier said than done. And I'm sure your therapist has a lot of good notes and you should keep <laughs> like working with your therapist on this topic. But like, it's tough. Yeah, that's a good point about being like reactive and not necessarily being proactive about the situation. Yeah. Um, I've kind of just sat back and let like the situation kind of unfold rather than kind of actively trying to change the situation. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, just the way you sense. talk, you're just like, oh, I know, I know what's, what's my mom going to say? What's my mom going to do? You're constantly waiting to see how your mom acts. And you keep acting like it's the end of the world. And quite literally, it's not. Like, all it is is, I mean, I, and, I, I'm sh and I'm sure as a kid, all you want, I'm sure you just want your mom to just say, good for you. I'm proud of you. I'm sure that I, I'm... I can, I imagine that's what you desperately want. And I'm sorry you're not getting that, but you know, you're unfortunately mom, mom needs a, a wake up call. Yeah, no. And it's like also hard as an adult to be the one going to therapy because the other people in your life don't want to go to therapy. Yeah, and but that's good for like, you. That's bad for them. Don't look <laughs> at it the other way around. Like you should just be like, I'm, I'm, you're thriving. You're winning. That's, yeah. And the, and the game of mental yeah. health, like good, congratulations. You win. Yeah, it's been good. Like, I, I'm glad I'm doing it. And I'm glad that I'm like, realizing these things and like, kind of coming to the conclusion that like, I have to actively choose to make my relationship with my mom different. Um, but like, this makes a lot of sense that like, it's going to take a lot of like, constantly being like, asserting the boundary and then reconfiguring the relationship. So as far as addressing the tattoo, whatever you do, I don't think it should be under the like the guise of how do I tell mom so that she reacts the best possible way? I don't even think you tell mom. Let mom find out whenever mom finds out. And short of mom saying, oh, I saw you have a tattoo, you say, if she gives you your opinion, you respectfully say, I love you. But mom, I wasn't seeking your approval, but now I know. Okay. I like that. I think that's good. Um, I think you're right. I've probably been kind of focusing too much on the like, the tattoo part really not about the tattoos. It's really about like getting to a place where I feel like the air is kind of clear with my mom about our relationship. So this, this is good. These are some good notes you gave me. I would definitely have that, like come to Jesus conversation with her about like what exactly you want from this relationship. Yeah. Cause I don't think like the tattoos doesn't really matter if ultimately like we don't have respect in our relationship. 
And if ultimately like we can't communicate to each other without it turning into a fight. So like the tattoo doesn't really matter. It's really more of about like repairing the relationship and starting a new relationship with my mom. One that is hopefully healthier for both of us. All right. So no text, I think is the conclusion. Yeah, Yeah. I think probably no text. I think we have to have like a larger, a larger phone call. Just live your life and let her find out whenever she finds out. The other ones that I have, like I've gotten other tattoos before and we've like gotten past it, but it's always been like a, they're hideable. So she doesn't see them. She doesn't know they exist on a daily basis versus like these ones that I have are like really obvious. It's on my arm. You're you're self-sufficient. Do your parents give you money? Like other than their love, like what is... No, not anymore. Um, they were, they were like helping me with some stuff. Like I was in a tough situation, like with COVID with my last job, but like, uh, here out in California, like, no, um, one of the really big stipulations about like making the move was like, I'm financially independent now with my partner. So they're, they can't do anything to me. I hope. And I think there's a good (laughs) chance if you just shower them with love while setting boundaries, they will come around. Cool. Um, well, I love this. I'm a big fan of the the show. I just finished listening to Ask Nick this morning. All right. Well, we appreciate it. Cool. All well, right. thank well, you. Thanks so much. Hopefully this was helpful. Thanks. Bye. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to send in those questions at asknick at castmedia.com. Cast with a K. We'll see you tomorrow. We're with Achinga Gutu. And on Wednesday, going deeper, Adrena Patridge. Don't miss it. Hey guys, thanks for watching. Before you go, make sure you like, subscribe, and ring that bell so you don't miss any future videos like our Tuesday Bachelor Recaps and Wednesday Celebrity and Expert Interviews. See you next time.